0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. I don't know about y'all, but I'm getting ready to worship. That's a good time. It's a good time just to love on God back a little bit. Just to come to a place with like-minded people, like-minded spirits. And just get ready to the one Worship the one that is worthy I love this in Romans 12 It says therefore I urge you brothers and sisters In the view of God's mercy Think about his mercy this morning Think about where you've come from this morning To offer your body as a living sacrifice Holy and pleasing to God This is true and proper worship Think about what he's done this morning Think about where you've come from. Think about what you've made in your life and what he's done for you. He is worthy to be worshipped. He is worthy to be praised. And everything you do, be a living sacrifice to that. Jesus is worthy. Amen? Amen. Let's worship him this morning.
1: Halal. We get right, hallelujah. That's exuberant praise. That's crazy praise, like David did. His wife got embarrassed. I am not embarrassed to do a crazy praise, because he is worthy of exuberant praise, of exuberant worship, and I will give him my all. Friday night, I did not want those kids to worship me. I went down there and worshiped. One to worship me, because it's all for Him. It's not for a show, because He's worthy. All right, let's sing, Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah!
2: Hallelujah! hallelujah.
1: no one like you, no one who can set us free. No one who gives us peace, no one who gives us joy like you. There's no thing greater than you.
3: and We worship you and we
1: give you everything that's
2: the Lord, lift up your voice, lift up your song.
4: Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus, 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 hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The Lord showed me that there are some that are not able to break through right now because your daddies were too severe the punishment did not fit the crime you can't break through because you don't know that there's a loving heavenly father up there and Jesus is full of tender mercy your heavenly father is full of tender mercies for you you may break through you may come to the throne you don't have to worry about it Father loves you. Father loves you. Father loves you. You can come right in. You you can come right in. You might have been incarcerated as a young person. The, The punishment may not have fit the crime. The Father says you are free. Those chains are broken free. No more. No more. The Lord wants I want you to know in Psalm 25, he says, Escort me into your truth. Take me by the hand and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. You are the God of my salvation. Hallelujah. I have wrapped my heart into yours all day long. That's what the Father is saying. He has wrapped his heart into your heart. You can drop it. You can drop it. You can move forward. You can come into his presence with singing. He loves you. Amen. Amen.
1: Is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy of it all. His name Jesus. To say the name Jesus is so powerful. Jesus, worship you. You have to tell your soul, my soul worship. you, know, no, don't go there. You have to tell yourself, yes. So, praise the Lord. So, praise the Lord. Tell yourself, I praise you. Lord. I praise you. Worthy,
5: to deserve him. I showed up in a church on a Sunday, completely destroyed inside, completely empty inside. I didn't read the Bible. I didn't know anything about it, never been to church. So the first thing I remember saying is, thank you. It was a thank you. And then once I realized that when I said thank you, his love just saturated me. His love just filled me up. Which then turned into, I love you. And I love you forever and ever and ever. Because the first thing I said is, I challenged him. If you can do this, then I'll love you forever and ever and ever. It's not the way you do it, but it's the way I did it. And he just proved me wrong. He said, okay. Okay. And I heard that, and I just heard, I love you. So I went from thank you to I love you. I love you. I love you. And I can't get it off my lips. But what's funny is that we don't think about what he's been saying since before the creation of the earth. When he created us, he said, I love you. I love you. I love you forever. I love you forever. There's nothing you can do that would stop me from loving you. From the time he formed us before you even got put here. He said, I love you. And sometimes we just got to go back and listen to that voice because we think it gets quiet sometimes, but he's never stopped saying that. He's never stopped saying he loves you. Don't let a circumstance pull you away from Father's love. Whatever you're going through, the situation you're going through, don't let that stop you from hearing his voice saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. And yet he wants to hear it back, but he's saying it louder than you are. His voice is louder than your voice. His love is louder than your love. His love is more than your love. And he loves you. And and that's what needs to be echoed across this place. It needs to go across the airways this morning. It needs to be out there for everybody to hear how much he he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us. I want you to hear that this morning. Hear his love. Hear his love for you, for your family. Let his love saturate your circumstance. Let his love turn everything around. Allow his love to come in. And you don't have to do anything for us. And don't think like I didn't, I, I didn't bring any money to church. That don't we don't want your money. It's that's not what this is about. Hey, I didn't pray this morning, it doesn't matter. He doesn't care if you prayed this morning. He doesn't care. All he cares about is your heart right now. All he cares about is the fact that you understand how much he loves you. And that will be everlasting love. Mm. Come on. Just sit there and feel that right now. Just feel it. Feel his love over you right now. Feel his love in this room. Come on, just be saturated by that. There's power in his presence. There's power in his love. Come on. Come on, Father, touch this house. Touch this family, Lord. This morning, Father, I ask you to lay your hands on every person in this house and let them feel your love. Wrap your arms around each and every person in here, every person watching online, Lord. Let them feel a tangible presence right where they're at. Come on, Holy. Let them feel Father's love. We just love you, Lord. We worship you this morning. We praise you this morning, and we thank you this morning. Mm, You're so, so good. You're a good, good father, and we love you, Lord. Come on, have your way in this house today. Have your way in our hearts and our families. Touch every heart, every mind in this room this morning. Father, we love you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said... Amen. Come on. Come on. Let's give it up this morning. And I know it's hard to go from slow moment to praising him, but we can praise him this morning. Can we lift him up this morning one last time? Let's tell him how much we love him. Come on. We love you, Father. There you go. There you go. Come on. Yes. Come on. Praise him this morning. this morning. Come on. It's good. It's thick in here. Jeff is thick in here, brother. I can feel it this morning. It's good. It's good. It's good. Come on. Find somebody you haven't seen. Tell them hello. Love on them a little bit. Welcome them to the family. We'll be right back.
2: say
6: before
5: It's good, man. It's so good to be be here. We thank you guys for showing up. I, If you're new here, I am DJ, and my wife Jules and I, we get the honor to pastor here, pastor this family. We love you guys. And this, this is exciting. I just love what God's doing. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for tuning in online. We love you guys. Uh, let's give it up for our online audience. Come on. We know we get several, I'd like to say several people, but it's like several hundred people watch online. So we would love to have several hundred people come back home. To you in person, and then you actually do, but it would be nice to have everybody we can wrap our arms around all the time, so, uh, that's so good. Man, we got a lot to talk about today, this is a good day. You guys having fun so far? And I want to clarify that, that Jim Paul does not get on me all the time, but when we go to his house for Tuesday men's Bible study, I tend to be the talker, so I have to learn to to not talk, <laughs> just so everybody can eat, <laughs> So, it was actually nice to see him talking when I just wanted to get started. I appreciate you, Jim. Make me feel better. Well, man, you want to know, look, if if you're new here, do me a favor. Fill out a Connect card. Let us know uh, that that this is your first time here. Uh, If you need one, we can get you one. They're out on Connection Point in the foyer, but fill that out. Let us know you came. This way, we can at least reach out to you. We can pray for you, get to know you, answer any questions uh, about the church for you, but that's what it's all about. So, if you don't do that, we can't do our part, so please. You know, we're not going to harass you. We just want to talk to you and see if we can pray for you, answer any questions, because uh, that's what we like to do. If you want more information, you can download uh, our app on Tithely, or you can actually go to our website. You can get all kinds of information about our church. You can go on there and, and find out about small groups. You can find out about everything. All our gatherings that we do, it's, it's real important. Go on there. You'll figure it all out. It's there. Uh, we also have kingdom classes. So kingdom classes are 9 o'clock every single Sunday. Uh, this weekend, yeah, come on, Kevin and Krista, you guys taught this weekend. Um, so important. Look, I love this because God puts that, that, that gift in the church, people that can teach. And I want to give you opportunity to teach, and this is a great time to teach and pour into the family. So next week, we got an in-depth, in-depth Bible study method with uh, Brother Rick in the back. Come on, Rick, we love you, brother. We're looking forward to that. Be there at 9. And then, yeah, on the 15th, Jules and I, we're going to talk about marriage and conflict in marriage. I know, we might have to do that one in here at 9 o'clock. And then finally, the 22nd. This is the whole month of May, so take a picture of that, be ready, show up. Uh, Science and faith. So so Jeff and Pam are going to be teaching on that. That's so awesome. So, man, there's lots of good stuff. This is stuff you're not going to hear all the time up here. So if you want in-depth conversation about that, if you want to ask questions and get answers in that kind of uh, atmosphere, that's the time to do it. So it's a great time, 9 o'clock every Sunday Meet right over in the trailer. It's awesome. So we'd love to see you there. We have our prayer breakfast coming up on the 14th. So come on, get out here. Prayer breakfast. What does that look like, prayer breakfast? That is, uh, come show up. Uh, Pastor Daisy's going to be here. Uh, So if you know Pastor Daisy, she is phenomenal. Uh, She's going to talk probably... Uh, I don't know what she's going to talk about, but it's probably going to be something related to spiritual warfare. Uh, but but that's awesome when it comes to prayer because look, we we need people on on the walls. We need people praying. We need people moving in this. Uh, uh, so so brother Jeff and Pam, they're going to be here too. This is going to look same thing, guys. You're you're all invited. Show on up at nine o'clock in the morning. Bring your favorite breakfast dish. We're going to fellowship. We're going to have breakfast, and she's going to pour into the family. Um, that's powerful. So so make a point to be here. That's going to be a good. Uh, Good saturday morning and we look forward to that. So please put that on your calendar. That's exciting Uh, I want to talk about our graduating seniors. So if you have a senior uh, In high school that's graduating we want to honor them. We want to recognize them on the 22nd of may So if that's if that's you you can scan that code Let us know this way we can bring them up here We want to honor them and thank them and send them off into the new season That's what it's all about. How are we going to get them to the new season? So, uh but you got to register for that. And let us know. So go to the website, register. This way, we know you're here, uh, and we can take care of all those things. I want to talk about uh, heart for the house again. This is so awesome. You know, uh, th- this is huge. What's going on? Heart for the house. If you don't know what that is, this is an opportunity as owners of this church to pour back into the house. So this is a this is above and beyond. This is just something that God puts on your heart. You want to give. These are our things in the house that we need to continue to do what we do these are things that uh that support the next generation which i think is absolutely amazing so this is not about us this is not about you this is about the next generation how are we going to preserve what we have for the next generation so currently right now we already have uh it, that's actually been given and pledged over twenty six thousand five hundred dollars. come on I wouldn't keep bringing it up, but we have so many people that rotate in and out that are watching online all the time, so I just want to give you an opportunity to give, and, and this is not a pressure to give. This is Look, it, if you feel God leading you in a direction to give to anything, then, then go on and give to it. I'm excited to start moving. We've already started some, some purchasing some things and moving forward with some stuff, so you'll see changes very soon, but that, that's amazing, and I want to share with you, uh, do you guys remember Paul Cherie? Paul came in in December. Um, She she is an amazing um, pastor. She she is the director of an orphanage, okay, in Ghana, Africa. And she came all the way from Africa. She spoke to our house. We poured into her. We poured over $6,000 into her ministry in December because you chose to give. So what they did is they sent us some pictures of what that did. Because what you think of $6,000 in the U.S., is totally different than $6,000 in Africa. So I got some pictures back there. Can we click through some pictures? I want to show you um, what's happening with what you've given to that ministry. We got a new sign. There it is. Okay, so that that's a well. So they dug a well on the property that, uh, that they actually bought. So they actually purchased a new property, which is absolutely awesome because she talked about that. You can just keep clicking through just clock it a little bit so I'm not gonna talk to every picture. I'll talk while you click. But yes, we got all so they had to they they got to dig that new well which is awesome. Now it's providing water. You can keep going, yes. And they're gonna they're gonna start showing you some of the stuff they're doing to reach all these kids. It's absolutely amazing um the the processes that took place because of you. Because of your heart. They were able to break ground on all this and do something amazing to provide for these kids in an absolutely amazing way you can see they're starting to build buildings they said they needed buildings well they're starting to build buildings okay so this is powerful when you have to the land she bought was was so awesome that they they can build like what they need to build now to run that entire orphanage Um, so, so the money we have given has helped with this entire process so i want you to be proud of that i want you to know you're doing something to change lives i mean all of her kids in that orphanage they are christians and they're guess what they're learning how to serve they're learning how to give they're going into ministry themselves and they're orphans they get dropped off at her door um so we get to pour into that each and every uh each and every anytime you want to give but we're we're definitely going to host her more and more we want to definitely continue to pour into that and pour into that that field so yeah we are they going through again? Is that all of them? Awesome. Come on, let's give it up for what what God's doing through you. See, see, God's working it through us. Remember, I tell you that you never give to a church, you give through a church. And God will use us and the connections we have, and you get to give to something bigger than we can ever think about. So you don't know the generations that's going to affect. That's huge. So thank you for, for being generous. Thank you for giving to that. And, and I'm excited. Uh, today is... Uh, after service today, we're going to have a production and worship meeting. So uh, if you want to be part of that, come on out this afternoon today. If you're even interested, if you're interested in production, if you're interested in worship, please be here. We would love to talk to you. Uh, Mama Rachel is going to be running this meeting. We're going to get things together. There's food, fellowship. But please, if that's an interest of yours. Okay, these are things that we definitely want to pour into as a church. So please, uh, make yourself available. That's right after service today. And then to finish up today, we have a lot of announcements. To finish up today, it's Baptism Sunday, y'all. Come on, get excited. Yeah, it's Baptism Sunday. I'm excited. We have um, three individuals that have signed up that are going to get baptized right after service. So what I'm saying is don't go nowhere. Like, we like to celebrate as a family baptism, Okay. Plus I believe this, I believe this, that God will open a door. The Holy Spirit will come in and open a door to where if you go, you know what, it's time for me to get baptized, today's the day. We have everything you need. You don't have to worry about anything. We have shorts and t shirts and towels. I don't want that to be the reason why you don't get baptized. Do you understand? So we have all that available today. You didn't need to sign up for this. When you do sign up, it helps us, but you don't need to. So I don't want that pressure to be on anybody. All I know is that that he will work in an amazing way today. So if that's you and he starts tugging on your heart, please at the end of service come talk to us because we would love to, to 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 walk you through that process today and walk out of here in freedom and and just man just doing what God wants you to do. I'm I'm so excited about this. These are my favorite days. I really love baptisms and it, it is it is so amazing so that we get to do this. So let me let me uh let me pray for service and we're just going to get on. Ah, uh, Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you, man. I thank you for this family. I thank you for this gathering and father we just we surrender to you lord i thank you for the lives in here the lives that, that are getting baptized today father we thank you for that and father right now i ask that you touch my heart touch my lips let everything that come out of my mouth be all of you and none of me in jesus mighty name and everybody said amen amen awesome so come on guys i we have been in this uh, series called something new something new and uh th- this is and i always tag it with are you ready because somebody can give you something new, but are you ready to receive that something? Okay, so, someone can can throw something at you, but if you're not ready to receive it, it'll just hit you. You understand? So, so I believe God today is trying to throw something at you. He's trying to give you something new, and you have to be ready to receive what he wants to give you. And it's just, we have to be ready for this. So are you ready to receive it? So we've been talking about this for a while. In fact, we'll start it off. Let's go right to Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. You have your Bibles? If not, it'll be on the screen. Says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves, and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in a dry wasteland. Come on, God wants to do something new inside of you. Okay, And it doesn't matter what's going on. Okay, It doesn't matter what he's already done. What he's saying is, I don't care what I've done in this church. I don't care what I've done for this property. I don't care what I've done in your life. I don't care how much I've already poured into you. I'm ready to do something new. He goes, there's something new coming. Are you ready to receive it? Okay, and some of us are sitting there going, man, I just got something new. Like, like I can get something more. Yes, he can always pour something more into you. He wants to give you something new. And if you're like, but I've never received anything. He said, then just hang on. I'm about to pour something big into you. And it's going to be powerful. It's going to change your life. I can use you in a mighty, mighty way for the kingdom. If you would just say, I'm ready. I receive it. Give me something new. So so are you ready? And he just says, forget everything else. And he's already started. He's already started doing it. And if you hadn't seen that in our family and in our church, man, you're missing out. Because he's stirring things up. He's doing things different. And I saw it Friday night. At worship night, what a phenomenal time. I'm just going to let you know, y'all missed out on worship Friday night. It was, it, it just, this place was saturated. This place was just completely, and, and I got to see something new as one of my daughters got baptized. Whew. And when you walk through that with somebody, when you watch somebody walk through what, what they feel shackled with, what they feel strapped down with, what's been poured into them through religion and everything else through their whole life, when you finally watch them break free and say, you know what, I am completely free and I'm ready to get baptized, when that happens, it's something new. okay? But, but everything she went through, she had to go through. That was the setup. That was the stretch. Because God says, you wait. I'm going to show you. I'm walking you through this. I've never left you through this. I've walked through the process with you, and I'm going to send so many people to you that you're going to be able to pour into because you have experience in what I'm doing. That's powerful. That's something new. So as you're going through something, just remember that. Keep believing that no matter what you're going through, he's walking there with you, and he will use everything for his good, everything for his good. He's going to take everything you're going through, and he's just going to Man, he's just going to keep piling it up, and he's going to just wait. One day it's just going to explode, and you're going to understand that the people standing in front of you were supposed to be standing in front of you, and you're going to be able to pour into them like you never have before because it's something new, but we can't lose focus on that, okay? We have to keep moving through it. Oh, man, we've been discussing this for several weeks, and we started it with rest. you guys remember when we started talking about rest? Rest is so important. Rest is so important. Rest helps you get rid of everything that's happening around you and just be in his presence. The focus on him. All the distractions in the world. From your job, from your kids. Not that kids are a distraction. From your kids. <laughs> I love you, Sarah, Brandon. <laughs> rest. But yes, it's rest is so, so important in your life. And it is it's resting. Between seasons, see, because here's God will have you in a season; He'll take you to another season. Okay, and and same thing with any sport when there's a a break in between season, you must rest. If you don't rest, you'll break down. Okay, that's how important rest is. So God's going to use you in a season where you're at, and when He thinks it's time, right? You're you're going to have to rest. You're going to have to take a break. You're going to have to sit down and just be in His presence, hear His voice, spend time with Him. Be refreshed by him. Receive peace by him. Understand the love that's in him, that he loves in you. You're going to have to receive that so that you can be ready for the next season. So don't think you just have to go, 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 go. Stop and rest. See, rest leads to intimacy. Rest leads to intimacy. And the intimacy with the Father is so, so important. Like he wants you to climb up on his lap. He wants you to lay your head on his lap. He wants you to lay at his feet. He wants to tell you how much he loves you. And the problem is, is you won't give him a chance. Because you're so busy, you can't can't take the time to do that. You can't take the time. We, We had an awesome time, you know. We had plenty of time to do that. And I wish everybody had the opportunity we had. But you can make time every single day. You can make time every single day to just rest. Rest in his presence. Spend time with Him, because hmm. you can't work your way to rest. What I mean is that that when I'm talking religion versus relationship, the rest comes in the relationship. You can look it. You can wake up every day and just wear yourself out reading the Bible study and reading the Bible study and reading the Bible study and praying all that stuff, and you're not getting any closer to Him. You're getting a lot of knowledge, which is good for awareness. Knowledge is great, but you can be the smartest person in the world and have no relationship. You can have all the information, but not know what it feels like to be loved by him. That's dangerous. Doesn't mean you don't do it. Study, read your Bible, pray. All those are huge. Okay? But you got you to remember who you are first. You got to remember how much he loves you first. And that's what makes it not a chore. When you understand how much you're loved, it's no longer a chore. You do it because you just love him, and you want to be in his presence. So you just continue to do those things because... You want to, not because you think you have to. So after we rest, we got into this stretching moment because you just can't go from rest right back into the game. You know, I mean, we went out and played golf uh, Friday morning. Woo. I was like, yeah, we can go play golf. And I woke up and, man, I was hurting. I was like, I better take some Advil before I go play golf. Then I didn't stretch because that takes time. And then I played. By the time I got home... I knew then I knew I had to cut the grass and do the my my grass is not normal grass. okay. and I had to weed eat all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, I was sore. I was and I didn't stretch at all. And I was like this. You know, if I would have stretched and taken my time, I could have probably finished all that without being so sore. The next day when I woke up on Saturday, I was sore. I was sore because I went tried to go right into the game. God says, I need to stretch you a little bit. You need to take some time to stretch, to to loosen up, to become a little more um, agile. And sometimes what that stretch looks like is him just pulling you in a different direction. That stretch is actually challenging you to go deeper and deeper in him, to listen to him. He's going to stretch you that way. He's going to ask you to do stuff that he just wants you to do. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. And he goes, I'm stretching you. Because the game I'm ready to put you in, the next season I'm ready to put you in, You've got to be walking in this already. You've got to be stretched out because I don't want it to hurt you. That's important that, that, that we allow him to stretch us. So some of you are in a season right now that doesn't feel good. You're like, this does not feel good. I am not happy. I came into church this morning and my life is not perfect and my marriage is not good and my finances aren't good and my kids are acting up and my schoolwork's not good. I'm failing. I'm not doing well. And God says, Hang on, because I'm still with you. I'm stretching you. Don't lose your faith. See, he's stretching you to operate in faith and to believe that he can get you through anything you're going through. And when you listen to that, when you walk in that, all he's doing is stretching your muscles. He's making you stronger. He's, he's, he's testing your faith. He says, don't leave me. Just believe. That, that Continue to pray. Continue. You know, a lot of times we pray and we think he should do it just like that. And he says, that's your timing, not my timing. I'm God, not you. Pray, and sometimes he's got to line things up. I believe sometimes you pray for something, and, and he's still waiting on the other person to do what he told them to do so that you can get what you want. He's like, if everybody would just listen to me, it would be really quick. But nobody's listening to me. So you need to stretch. We need to stretch. You stretch, you have to stretch, and when you stretch, you grow See, the more you stretch in your faith, the more you grow in your faith, the more he can use you in any way he wants to use you. He has a stretch, so we'll receive what he wants to give us. After you get done stretching, now we get to do what I call we operate in boldness. So now there's action attached to that. Now you get to move into the game. Okay, but you have to be bold to move into the game. You have to be bold to move into the game. The boldness to walk in the authority that you actually have as a son and daughter. See, while you're resting, you're receiving an identity. You're receiving the fact that you are loved, you're beloved. As you're resting at his feet, he says, I love you, you're beloved. And then he stretches you by saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you a little bit. But then once you get through the stretching season, he goes, now I need your boldness. Now I need you to step forward when I ask you to do something and you need to do it. Right, Jazzy? Being bold. That's powerful. I could preach on this all day. She already rented her house and she's going to a new place that she doesn't even have a house. She's moving to Florida in a car. Because God told her to. That's boldness. That's saying I've been through the stretch. I've been through the process. And I've trusted him the whole way. And guess what? It makes sense when he tells me to do something. I'm just going to do it the boldness he's looking for you're not going to understand why i'm asking you to do what i'm asking you to do so that intimacy i talk about the intimacy with him leads to confidence the more you sit at his feet the more you sit on his lap and just say father i need you and he says i love you i love you i love you the more you do that the more confident you grow in your walk the more confident you are in who you are the more confident you get in who you are that's what that is so that's that that's that stretching moment right that's the growing season and once you get confident enough it leads to boldness your confidence makes you bold when you start waking up in the morning you're like i own this this is this is the kingdom that i've been put in charge of like i have a a right to wake up and command things i mean it it changes the confidence you have changes Try it with any sport. I don't care what it is. If you're hitting the ball good as a baseball player, you get confident. And pretty soon you're like, try to throw a ball by me. That's why these guys get on home run streaks. Because they're like, I'm so confident right now. All I need to do is see, see the ball for a second. It's gone. You put it in a, in a box, it's gone. It's a confidence you get, okay, because you're walking in intimacy with the Father. And that confidence leads to the boldness. And that boldness will unlock blessing. But it does that boldness you have will unlock blessing in you and in others That's huge You got to understand this we talked about this Saturday, but that boldness that you have will unlock a blessing for you and for other people Because there's other people that are praying lord This is it You have not shown up in my life I need to know today that you love me or it's over And you're walking through walmart And God puts it on your heart, and he says, you need to go tell that person they're loved. And you're like, I don't know that person. Why would I do that? That's the confidence and boldness he's asking you to walk in. You need to be able to walk up and tell somebody, hey, you just need to know your love today. Can I pray for you? And it's amazing how many times people will break down because Father knows best. And all he's looking for is a willing person that, that knows who they are, that is confident in what they do, that is bold enough to say, yes, Lord, you told me to. I just need to do it. And when you do it, it changes their life. It doesn't just change theirs. It changes their families. Because sometimes people are praying like that. Like, I just need to know, Lord, is this real? And you're just walking by going, that don't make any sense, Lord. I don't know them. And he's like, ah, oh, I could have answered a prayer right then. If you would have just listened to me and walked in boldness. Hmm. Boldness is is our teens walking around in this sanctuary like they own it. That's boldness. Why? Because they're confident. They're confident in what God spoke to them, they're confident in His voice. And why are they confident? Because they spent a lot of time with Him, because they hear His voice, they know they're beloved that will change the world that right there will change the world and they walk around this place like that and we don't stop them see there's a freedom in this house there's a freedom to understand that when when father speaks to you you move you don't wait this is so good man when you pick this up I'm telling you it'll it'll start changing lives the disciples had boldness The disciples were confident. Not at first, but they had boldness. Let's go to Acts 5 12 through 16. Acts 5 12 through 16. It says the apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in an area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed. And were brought to the Lord crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. They were healed because of the boldness. And and here's how much Peter had to work and... and, and, and really dig into the word this is how much peter had to work to get boldness people were healed he didn't have to walk by and lay hands on people and pray over them and say well come on give me more people i need i need two or three people come on let's pray he just walked by them he was so saturated in love and light that darkness can't stand around him he walked by people and they were healed that's a boldness you have to have that that you can walk anywhere and god speaks to you You can just walk by people with that boldness and they'll be healed that's boldness that's where we're trying to go that's where we need to be and when you understand that you understand that you can walk in that it will change the world it will change your situation it will change your work it'll change your school it'll change anything you apply that to your family so rest, rest and receive, stretch and grow strong, and be bold and be blessed. That's how that works. Rest, stretch, boldness. Move into it. Because he wants to do something new in you and his family. And what he wants to do here is going to be different. He's already making it different. If it's your first time to our family, then you probably go, it's different. That's awesome. Because we're not supposed to be like every other church on every corner in Alabama. Because there's about 30,000 churches in Alabama. We all have a mission. I'm not going to knock any church, but we all have a mission. But we're not going to be like everybody else. We're going to be different. So you're ready to walk in that. When we start acting like sons and daughters, and we start believing that we're beloved, things will Change. And it's not going to look the same. And we have to be willing to trust him in faith that he has his hands on it and he's directing it. And he has something new for us. He's been waiting for us to get excited about this so that he can bring what's new. Because we got to have a foundation built to hold what's new. Like he's, I'm ready to pour out. Are you ready to receive? Because it can happen like that. And when you start operating in it, this is the cool part. When you start operating in the boldness, when you start doing what Father asked you to do, you no longer look the same. So not only can this family change, but you as an individual will change. People won't recognize you. People won't know it's you. Trust me, I got wrecked over 13 years ago. There's still people today that go, Nah. There is no way you're a pastor. And I'm like, woohoo! you got a lot of sermons to catch up on. Because he will wreck you so hard that people won't recognize you. And in fact, the world then wants to come against you and say, don't believe that. There is no way somebody that walks like that can turn into something like that. And I'm saying there can't. You can. It can happen in your life if you just say, Lord, do it. My answer is yes, do whatever you want to do with me, and I'll do it. That's what he's telling you got to walk in that authority it won't look the same or sound the same go to isaiah because i love this when when father starts talking to you when when you start changing not only will you not look the same he'll call you by a new name so what he does we talked about this for a while we talked about identity for a long time go to isaiah 62 4 it says no longer will you be called you will they call you deserted your name your <laughs> okay let's start that one over no longer will they call you deserted Or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hephzibah, and your land Beulah. For the Lord will take delight in you, and your land will be married. That's powerful. Hephzibah, the Lord delights in you. Remember that? We didn't teach on that for like four months for you to just say, that was good, and put it away. That's a building block. That's a stone. That's a stepping stool for you. To understand who you are. You are Hephzibah. He delights in you. No matter what's going on in your life, he delights in you. He loves you. That's the building block. And he changed your name. He called you Hephzibah. He doesn't need to call me DJ anymore. I'm just his love. I'm his son. He calls me son. Some of you he calls his daughter. That's it. You'll see it again in Revelation. Go to 2.17. Revelation 2.17. It says, but the one whose heart is open, but the one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the Spirit is presently saying to all the churches or all the families. To everyone who is victorious, I will let him feast on the hidden manna and give him a shiny, shining white stone. And written upon the white stone is inscribed his new name, known only to the one who receives. When your heart's open, he will pour into you. You will feast on the manna that is only for you, and he'll call you by your new name. He wants to rename you, and all you have to do is receive it. You have to have an open heart to receive it. It's the starting point. Love is the starting point. It starts with love. That's it. Understand you're loved, and he'll do anything with you. Part of our walk as Christians comes with being renamed. That's what happens. But He changes your name so He can change your mission. What He does, He changes your name because He's about ready to put you into something new. Matthew sixteen thirteen through nineteen. I love this verse. It says, "When Jesus came to the region of thus little, that a thousand times, Philippi, he asked the disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. He says, I will build it on you. And I'm going to change your name because I got a new mission for you. He was running the whole thing. Peter was out in front. He says, I got a mission for you. In fact, you're going to go walk by people, and they're going to be healed. Sure, he didn't know that at the time, but he needed his name changed to do that. He needed to understand who he was to do that. He needed to understand that he was the rock. As much as I like the rock. You need, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but he was the rock. And that's what he was told. And because his name changed, he believed it. How powerful is that? That that he can change your name and all you have to do is believe it and you can walk in that authority. And that's what he did. So powerful. He gave him a new identity. And that's what he's doing with some of you. He did the same thing with Saul and Paul. Road to Damascus. Everything changed. And he took somebody who lived by religion and thought that he knew everything and completely changed him. And he changed the world. And he changed his name. That's powerful. He said, I got a new mission for you. And it didn't matter what he did. See, that's where you can't get hung up. There are so many missions out here. We all have our own mission. It doesn't matter what's happened in your life. Doesn't matter what you've been through. God says, I have a mission for you. If you'll just say yes. Because the season you just came from is not who you are. Who you are is where I'm taking you. The season where you came from was just a situation you were in. It's not who you are. So quit allowing that to determine what you can do in your future. When you trust in him, he'll say, that's fine. Let me fix it. I'll just rename you and let's get moving. That's what he wants to do in this house. So he'll change your name to facilitate what he wants to do one more because this is fun but this is fun to me every Sunday So, sorry Genesis 17 1 through 4 let's look at Abram in Genesis it Says, this is my covenant with you I will make you the father of a multitude of nations what's more I am changing your name It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations, and kings will be among them. He said, I'm changing your name. And because I change your name, you will be a father of many nations. So he went from Abram to Abraham, and he prepared him for what was next. That name, what it means. He needed to know who he was so he could walk in what he was called to do. So we get a new identity for a new mission. And I believe as a church, as a family, we are ready for a new mission. We are ready for what God is ready to pour out onto us. We are ready for something new. I believe that, and I know he's moving in that way. We just have to trust in him. And when we trust in him, just like we have this entire time, he's changed our trajectory. He has moved us into spots. He has used us in mighty ways because we said yes. That's all. We just keep saying yes, and he's going to keep showing up. So we rest in his love. We become more confident in who we are. We get bold enough as sons and daughters to go out and change the world. And he says, you're doing awesome, but now I need you to be bolder. It's time to change. We're going to go all in. We're going to gather more frequently. And for some of you, you're like, ah, I kind of like the Sunday thing. He says, I need to stretch you. We're going to gather more. We're going to have nights of worship where we can come in and we can fellowship and we can do life together. It was so powerful Friday at the night of worship that I wanted to have a a family lock-in. Thank you, Sarah. I mean, I was like, we're just going to clear out the chairs, throw pillows down. We're going to worship till we all fall asleep. Then we're going to keep worshiping. Man, that's what I felt like doing Friday night. I was like, it could just kept going and going. I came up to end it, and I was like, I don't think we're done. And they just said, play something. And they started playing, and an hour and a half later, we're still playing. That's awesome. That's the presence of the Lord. That's what we need to do. But, yeah, we need to be stretched more. As a body, we're going to be stretched. And it's going to be uncomfortable as we grow to fulfill what he wants us to do. It's going to be uncomfortable for some people. But we're going all in. When we gather, he'll be among us. When we gather and we wait on him, he will be among us. And wait is just not sitting here. Wait is verb. Wait, we're going to do something. Wait means we're going to worship, we're going to pray, we're going to dig in deep. We're going to seek him with all of our heart. And you see that in the Bible, mount, the Mount of uh, Transfiguration, where Jesus, Peter, James, and John are coming down the mount, right? They just go up, and he gets completely transformed. He's glowing. Like, think of that moment, how powerful that is. They could have done anything they wanted to do. They could have went to Disneyland. They could have went to Waffle House and had one of those awesome, like, cheese, sausage, egg, and hash brown bowls. I'm telling you, I'm feeling it right now. I think we need to gather at Waffle House. But but look, they could have done anything, but the Bible doesn't say they did anything. (laughs) Extra gravy in the back. He's buying. Order up. But in Matthew 17, 14, it says they came, so they come off the mountain. It says they came to where a large crowd had gathered to wait for Jesus. He came off the mountain. They could have went anywhere, but he searched out and found where a large crowd gathered to wait on Jesus. That's what he was searching for, people that were going to gather together as a family and wait on him. And he showed up, and because of that, a young boy got healed from something he was dealing with. For a very long time. Hmm. And who knows how long they gathered? Who knows how long they sat there? They didn't go. Well, it's t- time to go. Got, got, you know, got, got to get going. And, you know, I, don't, I think I left the garage door open. Better go check on that. We'll come up with all kinds of excuses why we can't gather. So we want to be that crowd of people. That are gathered waiting on him we want to be right in his presence we want to be right there they did it again in the upper room go to acts 2 1 through 4. acts 2 it says on a day pentecost was being fulfilled all the disciples were gathered in one place hm. all the disciples gathered in one place suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm the roar of the wind was so overpowering it was all anyone could bear. Then all at once a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never heard. How did that happen? They were gathered in one place seeking Him with all their heart. The beloved gathered together, doing life together as a family, spending time together as a family, loving on each other as a family. That's what they were doing. And we're going to be that group of people that gather in one place because I want to see the Holy Spirit show up and just saturate us every single time we walk into this place. You see it again in Matthew eighteen twenty. It says, For where two or three gather as my followers, I am there among them. Where two or three are gathered, I'm among them. I want to be associated with that group. I want to be a place where our family can gather and just encounter Jesus every single time. What you experienced this morning is leftover from Friday. The more we do that, the more this place stays lit. That was for the student ministry. (laughs) Stay lit, Kevin. Stay on fire. I'm telling you, Friday night, what was so awesome about this place is that we came in here for kingdom worship. It was kingdom worship in the house. We had four churches present. Four, four churches up on stage worshiping together as one, making a kingdom sound whew, that was shaking the earth. That's what was happening Friday night. It wasn't just us. We're not doing this alone. We do not want to do church alone. This is about coming together with other kingdom churches and saying, we're going to do life together because we're going to make a bigger impact. Man, when, when those two fires hit, boom, it just starts to explode. That's powerful. So I want to be known as a place where people gather to experience that and encounter that and and to walk in kingdom worship. I'm telling you, this is, it can catch that fast. It can catch that fast where a little spark turns into a Holy Spirit wildfire that will never be put out. But it takes hungry people gathering together to do that. But I truly believe for the next season we're going to be identified differently. going to be identified as a place where people come to seek father's face it's going to be known you know they they quit writing stuff in the bible a long time ago but it doesn't mean people still don't recognize where things happen right we're going to be recognized as that that's what i believe for this family that when we go all in and we gather and we do this as a family it's going to change the lives of not only the families in this church but this city this state it's getting, look, and we're just going to collide with other churches doing the same exact thing. And it's already moving, like there's already a movement. And you got to feel this. We're all going to come together. I believe Father's changing our name. And it's based on our faith, based on our willingness to be different. Because we're not the old destiny. There's some people in here from the old destiny. I'm just letting you know. We're not the old destiny. This looks nothing like the old destiny. We're not the old Sunrise Fellowship. We're not the old destiny Christian Center. We're not the old destiny Church River Region. We're not the old destiny Church Alabama. Three years ago, we made a shift. Three years ago, we went all in and said, Lord, we say yes to do whatever you want us to do. No matter how different it looks, no matter how different it feels, we're all in. If it's Five of us meeting in an apartment from here on out, that's good. I'm still saying yes. And I'm still going to do what he asked us to do. So we're a different family in search of something completely different. And Destiny Church doesn't describe who we are. Not at all. We're not a generic church. We're not just a Sunday experience. If you're looking for a Sunday experience, God will open a door to some other place. And that's a good place to go if that's what you're looking for. This is gonna be a life changing experience. This is gonna be a generational changing experience. That's what we're aiming for. Hmm. I really wanna quit telling people who we're not and start telling people who we are. I'm, I'm tired of walking around telling people. Yeah, I had somebody ask me at a wedding. What church are you a pastor of? Destiny Church? Oh, that's the church that was, yeah, we used to go to that one. And I'm like, you have no clue what you're talking about. Because we are not that church. We might have a name that's similar to that church, but that's not who we are. But that's the first thing they register in their mind. That's not who we are. That's not the lasting impression I want on people's minds. Mm-mm. We experience, the, our. We, our stuff doesn't even line up with who we are. Our website doesn't tell our story. Our app doesn't tell our story. That's why we had this big creative team meeting last week, and we're going to have many more. So if you're gifted in any of those things, and you want to help us get really creative on how to tell our story and how to present what we have to the the public so they can see what they're getting, come be on board with that. Because it's time to tell people who we really are. I'm just tired of telling people who we're not. There's a lot of people out there that want what we have. They just don't know where to find it. We experienced this. It took us forever to find a church to go to when we were in Charlotte. And when we went, it was wrong. Didn't even match up. And then when I started looking at our own stuff, I said, I wouldn't go to that church either. I ain't lying. I was like, I wouldn't want to go there. But that's not who we are. It's time to show them who we are. It's time to show them who we are. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, sometimes the history of your name is going to hinder people to drawing close to you. Like I said before, I've, I've been doing this for a while now, but there's people that wouldn't trust me to speak into their life because they knew me before. Right? So there's people that won't trust what's happening in this house because of the name that's tied to what was done before. And it's time to change. It's time to walk in freedom in this house. So, he wants to give us something new. And he wants us all to be along for the ride. But religion's going to catch some of y'all. Religion's going to tell you that don't sound right. That ain't good. You got to fight that. Don't let religion do that to you. He wants us all here. Religion wants to keep you in bondage, He wants you in freedom. So, we're going to start operating out of freedom. And I want to live free. I want our family to experience the freedom in Jesus. That's what we're going to experience here in this place where kingdom love is expressed not by words alone, but through actions. It's going to be where kingdom worship can exist as churches come to gather and unite in one kingdom sound that shakes the earth. I believe it's going to be a place where people that are looking for a true kingdom family can find it and can become whole. They can find the family love they've been looking for. You'll find it here. You'll find it here. We're going to be that place. So he's renamed us. He's renamed us. Okay? We're called the gathering place. So we are now, well, coming. Can you feel it? We are the gathering place, y'all. That's what the Lord gave us. You will be a place where people gather in seek of the Lord, who are willing to wait on him. And we're going We Look it. We are kingdom love. We are kingdom worship, and we are kingdom family, period. That's who we're going to be. That's who we are. We need to receive that this morning. We're no longer gonna walk in our past. We're gonna do exactly what we've been telling people to do, and it's taken three years to get to this point. It's taken three years for God to speak this into our lives. It's taken three years to handle this. You need to understand the church, the church is not a building. The church is the ecclesia, it's a body, it's the family. The building that the church actually comes to is called the gathering place. Do y'all get it? So don't get hung up on that. So we have a new identity. And this should describe who we are. I'll read to you who we are. The gathering place is a place where brokenness meets wholeness and identity is revealed where family gathers and seek a father's face and his warm embrace, where kingdom love, kingdom worship, and kingdom family are priorities in all we do, and where generations are equipped and trusted to lead and do the works of the father. That's what this place is. That's what we represent. That's what people need to hear. That's what people need to see. That's how we are gonna represent him in everything that we do. And we have a vision and our vision's really short. Our new vision is to see sons and daughters walk in true identity, changing the atmosphere everywhere they go, ushering in the love of the Father and bringing light to the darkness, period. That's our goal. Everything we do will line up with that vision. Everything we do will line up with that vision. So there's your answer. If it doesn't line up with that, don't even ask. You gotta be going in the right direction. So this is gonna take a bit. Over the next weeks, you're gonna I'm gonna dig into this. I'm gonna dig into the vision. I'm gonna dig into who we are. We're gonna start talking about that. I want I want you to start hearing what the, all this means. But it's also gonna take a little while to make all this happen. Some of you got the surprise probably yesterday or early this morning on Facebook. Where there was a false start. (sighs) But that's okay. Because that just got some people excited ahead of time. That's all that did. It didn't cause confusion. It didn't do what the enemy thought it was going to do. It just got people excited ahead of time. So you're going to start seeing that moving in everything we do. You'll start seeing the name pop up. We'll have a grand opening one day if we need to do that. But pretty soon you'll walk in and it'll just be different <laughs> it will just be different so embrace it embrace the change we have a new name just embrace the change it's new it's fresh and now we have a new mission and we're going to walk that out god has something new for us and he just renamed us so that we can now handle the load of what he's trying to do you're going to see, I'm telling you, I see it already. Not just churches in different states. I see nations gathering. People coming in to gather in a place, right, that, that is willing to accept everything that he asks us to do. Because that's who we are. The gathering place. That's what I had for you today. I hope you receive it. I hope that you can walk in faith in this one and believe as God stretches you. Because this probably doesn't sound like what you were expecting but it's what he wants. So I thank you all. I hope you got something out of this today. I hope you're excited over what God's doing. We'll have plenty of stuff for you. If you've got old destiny stickers, take them off. I'm sorry if you have an old destiny shirt. We can give them. No, I don't even want to give them away. Do what you want with them. But we will. Uh, And it's not that everything was bad, because God has done amazing things in us and through us. But he said, forget all that. It's time for something new. I'm ready to do a new thing. So, guys, Kevin, come on up. Where are you at, brother? I'm going to turn it over to Kevin, because here's the thing. And I want the worship team to come up. We're going to get ready for baptism, because there are some people today that are ready for something new. Okay, so if God's been speaking to you today, now's the time. If you didn't sign up, that's okay. I just need you to come talk to my wife up here who's in the front row. Raise your hand, baby, just in case you can't see her. Uh, Let her know. But if you want to take that step, if you want to be that next, if you want to get baptized today, today is your day. I'm going to go get changed. Kevin, I'm going to turn this over to you. You got a mic, brother? It was over there on the side. Is there a mic over there? It's still there? I got it. I'll get it for you, Kev.
7: Check, check. Okay, there we go. How's everybody doing? Amen. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Whew. If I can get my teens up here, let me get the let me get the worshipers and the prophets and the teachers and the pastors up here. Come on, y'all. Hey, God is good. Let's try that one more time. When I say God is good, y'all say all the time. God is good. And all the time. Amen. God is so good, and he's so amazing, and he's doing so much through you. Everybody say through me. You know, Pastor DJ said that we are the church. We are the church. We the body. We are the church. And I've been teaching these teens that just like the church and just like a body has many body parts, so the church has a bunch of different functions and body parts, and we all have something to offer, and we're all special. And we don't all have to look the same, and that's okay. That's okay because God wants to use you exactly where you're at, In the exact moment that you're at, whatever situation you find yourself in, God wants to use you. And all that is required is that you say yes. And so this last Wednesday, I asked my teens and and these students, they were up here. And I said, hey, listen, we're going to do something. And we're going to raise our hands. And we're going to say we're all in. And I want you to know this morning that these students, they raised their hands. And they said that they were all in on seeking Jesus with all their heart. They don't care who's on, the, on their left or their right. They don't care who's looking. They're going to worship. They're going to give words of knowledge. They're going to do whatever God is asking them to do. And if and they were the ones, you know, this last Wednesday, they said, we will go send us. And so I guess this morning what I'm asking you, yes, I'm supposed to be taking an offering, but what I'm asking no more, you, right, <laughs> no, 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 no. what I'm asking no. you is, Are you ready, and will you go? Right, gathering place, the gathering place. Are you ready, and are you willing to go? Let's go ahead and give God what is his right now with our offerings. Go ahead and do me a favor. Go ahead and close your eyes, bow your head, prepare your hearts right now. God, we just thank you. You've given us so much, Father. You've given us so much. You grant us so much. You love us so much, Father. God, we thank you. We love you. We cannot stop thanking you. We can't stop this gratitude from overflowing out of our spirits, God, out of our souls. We're so grateful, God. God, we love you this morning. Everybody raise your hand. Right now, God, we just choose to give to you right now, Father. God, whether they have something in their hand or not, whether they already gave online or not, whether they've given at all or they haven't, God, it doesn't matter right now, Father. With every hand raised, God, would you just bless them, God? Bless them, God. Show yourself faithful, God. Show how strong and mighty and loving and kind and beautiful you are to them, God. Right now, God, I just declare supernatural favor over every single one of them, God, that you would bless them that people would come to know the gathering place as a place of blessing first spiritually emotionally mentally god would you just let them know that you are blessing this place you are blessing your people father i bless them god in the name of jesus and everybody said Amen. amen come on put your hands together
5: on we got can we get some music going real quick as we as we celebrate let's, let's get the spirit moving and then i'm going to take over so i'm giving people a chance to come up here so come on let's worship for a second
2: Happy, no more came, no more
5: To see life change out there. That was not good. Are you, are you guys excited to see life change out there? That's what I'm talking about. Well, I have the honor to, to have in the baptistry with me Angela. Angela, you want to say some things to everybody? Nothing? She goes, nothing. So, um, you know what I love about Angela? Angela showed up at our church how many months ago? Three, four, six, six. Wow. She showed up her very first day, walked in the door, walked over and said, hey, I want to run the cameras. I was like, okay, like how do I stop that? Like she immediately knew who she was. She knew what she could bring and she's been serving faithfully ever since. And if you don't know Angela, she has an amazing uh, following on Facebook. She does a like a devotional every single day. Okay, God's using her in a mighty, mighty way, and she wants to proclaim that this morning. So we're going to celebrate with her. So, Angela, if you could turn around. Yeah, just face this way. There you go, so we can catch you on camera. So I'm going to ask you real quick, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Yes, she has. awesome. Of. By your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. No Yes, yes, yes. Come on. I have Miss Elizabeth with us. Come on. Give it up for Elizabeth. You hear how many people love you? Isn't that awesome? Do you want to say anything? Nothing at all. You're just ready to get baptized? Come on. Are you excited about this? I'm excited about this. I love, I love how God's spirit is all over you. You bring joy everywhere you go. You remember that. You bring joy everywhere you go. You take it with you. You can't stop that. It just comes with you. Okay, you remember that. Awesome. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Yes, she has. Come on. Then, Elizabeth, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Woo! a smile that lights up every bit of darkness. You ready to change the world? I can see it in your worship. I can see it in your heart. You're powerful. And Father's going to use you in a mighty, mighty way. Come on, you're ready, you're ready to change stuff, aren't you? You can't control it, can you? <laughs> this is powerful right here. I love this little girl. She's so absolutely amazing. So, Maddie, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. There it is. They can't see your head nod. You want to say anything? No. (laughs) Then, Maddie, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How you doing? Let's give it up for Jackson. Look, this young man wanted to get baptized Friday. He was ready to jump in Friday. But the good part was is that we were able to hold off because I wanted everybody here to see it. And I wanted his family here to see it. I wanted everybody to see it, and that's important, right? You excited, Jackson? All right. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes, he has. Come on. He's fired up, y'all. just like that. So, Jackson, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
7: Uh, We just had a, we have somebody with a word, you know, as Pastor DJ was preaching, you know, God was just revealing some stuff to her and it just lines up perfectly. So I wanted uh, Pastor DJ to hear what God was putting on her heart.
3: Y'all, I don't do this, (laughs) but as worship was going on, I kept hearing alabaster box, go back to your alabaster box, go back to your box. And as you were preaching, I couldn't, I mean, I just couldn't stay away from it. So I flipped over to Matthew 26 And there were a couple of things that jumped out as I was reading the scripture that I never really noticed before. One, they were going into the house of Simon the leper. It wasn't safe. It wasn't supposed to be safe if you knew the name. But what Jesus knew and what the lady with the box knew is it was safe. He was healed. God had already showed up. His name was no longer right. But it didn't keep her from going. And she starts pouring out her offering of that perfume. And the first thing that the disciples do is say, no, 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 that's not what you're supposed to do. But she does it anyway. And he, Jesus turns and says, you don't know what she knows. She's preparing me for my burial for the sacrifice that would change the world. So if you're wondering today whether you need to praise, you need to step out, you need to do that thing God's whispering in your ear that sounds crazy, Do it because the world's waiting.
5: All right, I'm still in here, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go into worship for a second, and if you still think that it's your turn, that you are supposed to get baptized, don't let fear, don't let what people think Don't let any of that stop you from moving in what God wants to do this morning. I'm going to stay in here for a bit. All you have to do is come over here, and we've got everything you need. Just let us know. All right, let's worship.